Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Welcome to the Pints and Policy Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. Find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, though, shoot me a text direct, 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub, where I'm diving into Lost 40 Brewery. It is uh, the teeny tiny umbrella, tropical pineapple ale out of little rock arkansas and listen i need a beer there's no doubt about it uh brandon you you experienced uh some rain today tell us that story what happened oh yeah um started working on a a new customer's vehicle and was getting it all ready all cleaned up was about ready to dry and it started raining and it sits a while uh, the vehicle sits for a while so it actually had a dead battery would not be able to be pulled back into the garage unfortunately um and i had to do the interior while it was pouring and you know how that goes and and then i had to so you're mobile yeah mobile detailing and it rains on the car while it's outside of the customer's house yes Mm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I, had to, I had to put it on a tender in the rain and let it charge for like an hour till I can get it back in. Okay, but the inside didn't get all wet. Oh no, no. Wow, lucky but you. While, while you're while you're opening the door, working on it, everything you just did gets water spots, and it, it's it's not fun. You're just chasing it over and over again. Yeah, yeah, I get no, definitely agree. Not fun, right? Like, you know, you don't want to be trying to clean the car in the rain. It's yeah. not fun at all. But lucky you that uh, the inside overall didn't get wet. I, as I was driving home, I, I, my Jeep has the doors off, top off, ran into a rainstorm. We joked, and when I pulled over and got under a highway, and I stopped at another place to kind of like see if I could get stuff to blow over, somebody was like, man, I guess, uh, what did they get a, uh, another monsoon type uh something go through the gulf that they were thinking maybe it came up through the gulf and hit us i don't know i was like yeah that seems a bit far-fetched but i know they got a couple more uh you know things going through the gulf that hit them but i don't know seems a bit far seems a bit far for oklahoma to be getting hit by that stuff that that client i was talking about in his shop he's got an array of cars and he has npr playing just over the speakers and they were saying something about a storm coming your way so that's probably what what hit you dude it, it hit us hard and fast no doubt about it i mean i got drenched uh, there was a little bit of hail involved like it was not fun at all i i feel your pain about being soaked though i was soaked all day i it, it was one of those things when i walked in the door when i got home like water was squishing up through my shoes <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, uh, and then you get home and the ac's on so I get home and I start trying to shred clothes and the AC's at like 72 because, you know, they've been chilling. <laughs> and I you know, and I start just shaking and my girlfriend's like, hey, calm down. It's okay. You know, relax. I'm like, I'm cold. Stop. <laughs> like, I'm not like, I'm used to getting drenched in the Jeep, but no, I was like, geez, I'm fucking cold. It was miserable. 
fucking water was almost up to my knee pads. How's it going? I think my best rain story was um, actually fairly recently. I had a girl call me and she asked if I had availability that week and I didn't. Um, but I thought of a, oh, excuse me. One of my clients, he has a collection of cars. So I knew I'd be able to push him back. He didn't, like he has a bunch of Jaguars. I was working on one of them. Um, so it wasn't like I fit him in when I can. So I knew I'd be able to reschedule him. So I was like, you know, let me give you a call back. So I was able to move him. Um, she told me it was the lease return for that week. It had to be back on Saturday. Scheduled her for Thursday. Um, and then Thursday and Friday both was like monsoons. Morning was okay Thursday. Thursday afternoon, like I had water up to like literally up to my ankles, like running water running around the car where I was working. Um, huh? It was like, it was a nightmare doing the interior, exterior. Under, like, I had a canopy, but it was all like driving rain fucking miserable uh, i had to i had to go back and finish uh, on friday while it was pouring right i bring it back to her her car was so disgusting i found there was like some keys and shit and her cup holder and i took them out and i soaked them in like all-purpose cleaner or something and i forgot to put them back so saturday morning i called her i was like hey i, I just realized i had your keys i was soaking them she's like oh no problem um i was like i can either mail them or bring them by she's like whatever is easier for you i was like you know i'll swing by so I go by, the fucking car's still there. Like, she had to have it back. But, like, it was the end of the day Saturday. The car was still there. And she had it for, like, another week. So I was like, you know, we could have done this on a dry day, right? <laughs> it was like, oh, man, it sucked. She was good with everything, though? Yeah, yeah. It was, like, uh, it was like the most... Like, I, I don't want to talk shit about people because I appreciate, all like, every one of my clients, right? But single girls have the most like the most disgusting cars in my experience it's 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 bad huh. i guess i've never no I've, I've done some pretty pretty messed up you're like what what are you saying marty no no go ahead i, I guess i was just saying i was like hmm, i guess i've never put that two and two together yeah alex i i, I fully agree um when i was in college i i lived in a sorority and their bathrooms were worse than when I was living with a bunch of dudes. Wait, how'd you live in a sorority? I dated a few. Yeah, of them, I was going to ask, how, did, how was, did you do that? How did you do that? I, I was good friends with them, dated a few of them. Uh, there was an open opening there that they needed to fill for a, a room and asked me if I wanted it. And of course, I'm not going to say no to that. My man. <laughs> Damn. Shit. I didn't even know that was possible. Hell yeah. Me neither. Me neither. Well, I mean, if you identify as a chick. Oh, don't, don't even. <laughs> uh, that that was well before that was going that on. Was where, yeah, it was, that was where before all that, that stuff. I got into a debate with somebody about work about that. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So, Alex, show us that knife again, because that's a pretty badass knife. Maybe cooking with Nick will hop on here in a minute. What is it that you were making? Because you were chopping up some really good stuff. Looking, you got a big ass beastie knife. <laughs> so all, all I got left, I'm, I'm such like I'm such a guy. I'm sitting here eating it off my cutting board. <laughs> but I got Parmesan roasted uh, asparagus, 
Ooh. Which I didn't usually I'll broil it, but I did it on the grill. Uh, good choice. And good choice. A New York strip, medium rare New York strip. Uh, I had New York strip the other night. So how do you you said Parmesan, but what all do you put on your uh, asparagus? I love to do asparagus too. I usually just throw some coconut oil on the pan, some seasoning, um, you know, and, and let it let it cook on the pan and some oil. You put yeah, it on the grill. Um, I put a little bit of olive oil in a bag, like a Ziploc bag. You can like brush it onto if you want. Um, Parmesan cheese, salt, pepper. A lot of times I'll do um, like a red a red pepper, like a red bell pepper, and I'll cut it in the strips, like you know, like the same thickness as the asparagus, and I grill it together. It's really good. Mm. Um, and then steak, I use I either just use I have like a ribeye seasoning that's really good, um, or I'll just do salt and pepper. I was gonna do uh, like a cauliflower, like loaded cauliflower mash, um, but I got I got home a lot later than I expected to today. Yeah. What's, so what, what's uh, with Trader all these detailers being really... professional cooks? <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, Brandon. I missed what you said. Oh, I was just saying, what's with all these professional detailers being professional cooks? Like, I, well, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of detailers that like to cook. I think it goes with kind oh. of a little bit of the territory. Like, we like to OCD on certain things, and when it comes to food, we like it the way we like it. Man, so I we wish just I cook could, it the I, way we want to cook it. <laughs> I wish I could cook like all you guys are cooking. That's crazy. Never been no, a cook, huh? So no. my, my 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 thing is like, if I do a hobby, I go all in. Like I buy yeah, the best yeah. of the best shit. Like yeah, I don't half ass it. Um, so like cooking was a necessity. Like when I became single or whatever, so I just turned it into a hobby. I, I looked at it like that, and I started to enjoy doing it. I started like cooking on cast iron and stuff, which I, I love. Same here. Same here. Um, that's great. Cast iron is kind of a different thing to cook on, no doubt. I, I don't use it much because it's just so hard to, to keep the cast iron. I, if you let somebody try and clean it, they fuck it all up. Um, yep. And so then it becomes just difficult to mess with. I love my cast iron when I'm doing homemade biscuits. I've got a biscuit recipe oh. from my, my grandmother, you know, nice. Mississippi to Arkansas through there, and um. Ooh. I'll do, I'll do, you know, homemade biscuits in my cast iron. Otherwise, I'm still good with using some good old Teflon, you know, something like that. Like, yeah. I've never really found cooking mm -hmm. with Teflon. I'm sorry, cooking with cast iron on a practical. What do you, what do you cook with on your yeah. uh, cast iron? I do, I do everything. Um, everything. Like I, I cook a lot of breakfast on it. Uh, I do like, um, like, like cast iron cornbread, which I really like. Um, honestly, man, I'm I've had the, uh, yeah. Fucked, like, I'll cook bacon and then I'll cook my egg in it. Yeah, the grease, will, the, the grease will sit in the pan. The grease, with the grease, with the grease. Yes. yes. Yeah, I just I just leave it in there. I'll stick the pan in the oven to store it, and then when it comes time to to use it again, I I scrape out the like the thick shit, mm -hmm. throw it in the trash, put it on the heat, let all the other stuff melt, and I burn and I off. Yeah. Yeah. I've I'm even done caffeine. I even did like a cast iron uh, pizza on the grill. Awesome. Yeah, you get you get the dough, and I had I I bought I had a small one, and then for camping, then we bought a I bought a bigger one. They had like one of like one of the Marshalls like uh, discount stores, and they were selling it for like ten bucks. And I was like, well, hell, it had a little scratch, like a little nick on the bottom, and I made a whole pizza. On. The only problem was I made the pizza a little too thick, and the whole bottom got burned a little bit, but it still yeah. tasted good. It was so good. Hell yeah. 
I just ran out of steak and asparagus. I'm really bummed now. I love me some asparagus. Man. It's always it's always the last bite that's the best and makes you want more. Yeah. yeah. I don't even care if it makes it so bad. It just smells so good. Yeah. All right, Derek, what are you drinking tonight? Yo, I have this ITA called Killman from Faith Brewing in the Catskills. They had it at the liquor store. Like they get like a bunch of random stuff and they'll put it in the aisles. But uh it's good. It's uh it's definitely not like uh more of like a like a hazy I think it's more of like a one, but it's um it tastes good. It just has like a good overall flavor. It's good. Like almost like earthy. Oh yeah. So not much uh not much citrus to it, huh? Not, not much you actually uh Funny, you know how you guys were talking about like uh, water and like the flood and stuff. Moline? Well, the local brewery near me, like I know, I was on when I was on that. Alex, we got the hurricane that came here like six ago. I was North Carolina, so I missed it here. But they made an IPA called Storm Damage IPA, and uh, they didn't know that this hurricane was going to and ruin everything before they made the beer. Because they're saying we're not trying to make fun of people who got their houses flooded. But it's a good IPA. That one's a hazy IPA. It's really... That is pretty funny. I just thought, I just thought it was funny because I, I even told the lady when I was there, I was like, "You guys didn't do that on purpose." Did you? She's like, "No, no. Oh, we swear we had it way before." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. I see. What you, I see you guys over there." She started laughing. Uh, Brandon, I saw you sipping on something. What are you sipping on? Yeah, uh, local brewery Ithaca, Ithaca Beer Company here. Um, they make something called Apricot Wheat. Mm. I, I never see it and I do enjoy it. So I saw it and I had to pick it up. Um, it's a, it comes out like for like three months a year. That's about it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I could definitely see I've had peach. I haven't had an apricot. That's that think, sounds interesting. Think, uh, is, is magic cat number nine? I think that's apricot. I think it's apricot. Yeah, I, I like that. I used to be a big fan of that. Okay, so Alex, you used to drink, huh? Yeah, not very rarely. Um, I, like it would be the not, number nine or like a Sam Summer or something every once in a while. Yeah. If it was like a New Year's Eve party, I might get shit faced on like some Jack Daniels or something, but <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I actually, the last time I got drunk was Black Friday this past year. A girl, a girl whose virginity, virginity I then, took when she was sixteen. Um, oh, did I lose you guys? No. Now you still here? All right, sorry. Oh. You, you guys froze or something? Yeah. So a girl, I took a girl's virginity. Uh, we were sixteen. The the Red Sox won the World Series two thousand and four. I think I think the sacrifice is probably what made them win. Um, some shit happened. Like she ended up hating me. Like 16 years later, um, she hits me up on Thanksgiving and sends a picture of us as like kids sitting on a couch together. So I was like, "Oh, we should get together." I don't know. We ended up going out with some with some friends, like some mutual friends from back in the day. I ate a lot. I drank way too much. I remember puking in the toilet. Everybody else left her house, and then she somehow got me into the bedroom, and. All I can remember is like her beating the living shit out of me while we were doing the deed. And I don't know if it was like pent up rage from when we were kids or 
There's uh maybe she's just gotten into quinoa. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know. yeah I, I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it, but I haven't tried since. <laughs> When yeah. you sound black Friday, I was gonna ask, did you get drunk and then try to go shopping? I was like, oh god, no, please. <laughs> I was like, oh, that must be so, okay, so well, ironically, right? Ironically, we get people that send in messages that because they've hit buy, 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 and then they'll send in a message the next day later and be like, Hey man, uh, I was drunk buying. Can you just consolidate all those? I'm like, well, oh yeah, of course, man, no problem. Like, like, oh good, that's like sixty dollars worth of shipping. I'm like, listen, I got you, no problem. Like, oh my god, like, yeah, I, I just got drunk and I just started buying stuff. And I was like, hey, all good, man. Like, I get it. Can I buy you a beer? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you want me to send you a beer next time too? <laughs> no, yeah, don't mail him beer. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so, Brandon, did you have some uh, drunk nights at the uh, sorority house? Was that a uh, a thing? Oh no, uh, many, many, many nights. Once a year for my birthday. I, now that I'm a born old dad and a business owner, I'm not nearly the person I used to be. But uh, once a year, mm -hmm. my friends come by and tell. Uh, tell Nicole stories and I don't think she would have even gave me a time of day I was a little crazy back then <laughs> I had a lot of fun mm. yeah what'd you normally drink uh I've always loved Guinness the the girls at the sorority I couldn't stand what they drank um they'd have big parties and they'd be drinking like Keystone Light oh no um so I, I would get my own beer most of the time um but we played beer pong all the time there was nights where we were riding um we were riding mattresses down the stairway because it was this huge house. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. I, I tore the sink off a wall one night because I got too drunk and I just tore a sink off a wall. <laughs> Did you ever, uh, like, put a bunch of uh, soap down the hallway and just go take a run and go run down the hallway and take a slide? I didn't, but that sounds fun as hell. <laughs> Brandon, were they making jungle juice? Like a... Well, we played, uh, you guys, one of your tap out questions was about the New Jersey shot or whatever it is. We yep. played a game called King's Cup and some of the girls are drinking wine. Some people oh, drink no. liquor, uh, beer, that nasty Keystone Light, like everything. Oh, Whenever no. you got King, you poured it in the middle of the cup. Yeah. When we got the last King, had to drink it. I, I drank at a party one time and that happened and I'm, that was like one of the worst nights and then being stupid we drove home nothing ever happened but like i'm looking back at it now i'm like bro i could have done <laughs> some of the stuff oh. but we did we did play that we we're pouring it all in a cup and then it's like of course my dumb ass is the one that lost and i'm like okay and i just chugged the whole thing and it was like southern comfort beer wine and like all mixed together and you chug it down and it wasn't too bad and then like like you know a couple minutes later you're like oh shit man i don't feel so good like but uh we used to do the similar, but we used to do like jungle juice, where, but we would take like a, like a rubber made like bin and just pour like two gallons of Hawaiian punch in it and then just pour like Everclear, like everything in it. And then after a while, it was, instead of it being red, it would turn like green. So we call it, started calling it swamp drink. And then people yeah. would come, come to the party be like, oh, what, can we have some of this swamp drink? And it was not, I'm like, two cups, you don't need any more. Like we, <laughs> we called it a Wapatula is what we called it. <laughs> 
Oh, no. um, but yeah, we used to do that too. And uh, they they would oh, also no. they would have mixer nights where they would mix with like a sorority or a frat, and they would do like beer Olympic nights where you got on a team and you did like chug racing. Uh, you had to chug pitchers. You had to do a bunch of stuff while drinking. It was pretty oh. fun. Oh, yeah. I said it went to college. Yeah, it was fun. I didn't learn a lot, but it was fun. <laughs> for for me, I didn't even go. I didn't even go to my friend's college. I just was always there. So people thought I went to like Rutgers, which is like university right over here. And like, oh, it's all right. You go here. I'm like, hell no, I didn't go here. But I was my buddy lived on campus, so we just were always there. We were charging for parties and stuff. Like cops would show up. Like so, everyone thought I went to went to a four year, and I was just like, no. <laughs> that, that's what my buddies did. And that was Most of my. Like, most of my good friends didn't even go. I went to a Swiggle State, and most uh-huh. of my good friends didn't go to college. They would just come hang out with me at my apartment. <laughs> and people were like, oh, oh, I haven't seen you in class before. I saw you the other day. I'm like, no, you didn't. I don't go here, man. I'm just, I just come to my buddy's house. Like, <laughs> it was, it was wild, man. And similar, like my friends would come over and start telling stories. And like, Dan, you gotta get out of the room. Like, you don't need to hear this. Like, some of the stuff we used to do. It's like, mm-mm. like, we did like. We did like a uh, someone did a chocolate uh, wrestling party like in a tub like one of those kid pools and stuff that like wild stuff <laughs> like with midgets no these were like not with midgets not like from uh, old school but like or whatever <laughs> but it, these are like you know full sized uh, people uh, wrestling and it was and I remember the cops came like we all jumped over the fence in the back let's get out of there like it was like we did some wild nights come out at two o'clock in the morning dad's like what did you do last night it's like Oh, you know, daddy's like, oh, okay. And then you didn't ask any questions. Actually, I, I just found out the other day, uh, Nicole was like looking through Facebook and we were looking at it. Now that I'm a business owner, I got to go through my old pictures because they're all pictures when I was at the sorority and they're all still on there. Me drinking. Yeah. I, mean, like, I got I got to go through that. I I I looked at mine and like Facebook, they're going with those like uh, time hops, whatever I showed you like posts from 10 years ago. And some of the shit I was saying on my Facebook status, I'm like, I gotta delete that. Like, I don't think people need to see that. <laughs> so, Brandon, you said that twice, I think now, like, um, since you're a business owner. Like, so do you think that uh, there's part of, I'm, I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Like, do you think you need to go back and erase part of who you are? I, I think my clients now would think differently of me if they saw the old me, I guess. Um, I, I guess it's just the professional thing to do is what I'm thinking. But, but you don't think that they were there at another school doing the same thing? I'm, I'm sure they were. Uh, even when I'm on here with you guys, I try not to swear. I try not to, you know, let loose too much because it's yeah, all too. over social media. But, <laughs> you know, I just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No curses. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel I, I just try to be professional. That's all. All right, so I want to dig. In, I want to dig into that for just a second. I'm just literally because I I, I find it interesting. I I have also dealt with the same, you know, thought process, right? Like, how far is too far in business and interjecting your own personal ways of doing life? And then, you know, when does when does life interject into business and eventually does it all come to a head? I I, I don't know the answer to it. You know, like when do we you know, we definitely put out who we are in business and we put out a, an image that we'd like, uh, you know, and, and customers adapt to it and they, they began to uh, uh, interact with the business. And then where does who we are in life 
where does that interact now now right if you look at your life now compared to what it was you're putting out a lot more stuff now with who you are as a dad and you got kids and you know like that's all the good fun stuff that everybody likes to absorb so i, I think you put a lot about that out i'm not saying you'd ever want to go back and like start putting out your memories from 10 years ago, you know, you, you, you know, but ripping off, ripping off sinks. Like. Yeah. But I, I think it's just an interesting thought process to, to dissect for a second. How do you guys, um, how do you view then, I guess, uh, the difference between life and business? Is it, is it all the same? Is, it, is there a bit of a difference? Do you get to be your own self outside of your business or is it all together all the time? What, what is, I don't know, outside of business. I don't know what you mean. Life, what is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. I'm, um, yeah, so I honestly don't give my, I've been spreading myself really thin lately, to be honest. Um, so I don't, I don't really, I mean, I, I don't really have an outside life at this point right now. Um, once I stop seeing like progressive growth, I think that's when I'll be ready to be like, all right, like, let me, let me like chill for a little bit and like, but I'm seeing continuous growth. So I hate to like kind of dial back at like at this time. Mm. Um, but in any kind of um, like personal beliefs or politics or religion or anything like that, I, I try really hard to stay out of completely. Um, but I, I'll always get clients that we just kind of hit it off. It's more like a, when I'm working for them, it's a, like, it's a more of almost like a friendship level. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll open up, I'll, I'll let it loose with them a little bit, but I'm still very careful about what I say. Um, back in the day, like if, if somebody goes back on my Facebook and, um, like the shit, the shit that's theirs, probably <laughs> not good. Um, but Yes, I, I, I think a lot of that shit just there's no there's no real place for it in business. Um, as far as like shit that I that I might be going through or there's there's a little bit that I'll share with clients depending on who they are. Um, like my my client yesterday um, has has a few dogs and she fucking cooked me poutine for lunch because I made a I made a joke about it the other day because she was Ooh. she was coming back from Canada. And when she came back from Vermont last time, she brought me maple syrup and uh, apple cider donuts. Oh so when she God. said she was coming back from Canada, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm glad you came back from Vermont last time because I don't think poutine would keep too well. And she's like, I'm going to make you poutine. I was like, all right. And sure as shit, 12 o'clock, she came out with poutine. Um, but like, right, like, I'll, I'll sit and I'll talk. Like, you know, my dog's with a foster family right now. I'm dealing with some bullshit with that. Um, that's about it, though. Anything that can be controversial or used against me, I try to keep to myself for the most part. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make I, sense. I know I know. for like me, it's like as soon as I start getting more serious about it, I pretty much stop using my personal Instagram like altogether. It's like yeah, only, I actually, only... I did too. Yeah, it's like I, I have one. Like I don't, I'm not going to lie, I don't fucking remember the password to it. It's like I think I can recover <laughs> it or whatever, but like it's honestly, honestly only been straight you know djd all the way like i don't really like look at it um i'll post some stuff on facebook like links and stuff but like um i don't know maybe it's weird but like most of most of my pe people that know me like if they if they if I, they're texting on a daily basis I'll, I'll let stuff go but i'm pretty like i don't post a lot of like personal stuff but I, it's funny though because 
as soon as I started post like like when I got married, I posted a picture of you know me and Dana getting married, and like that was like my top post on Instagram. It's like people really liked to see that. Right? People like to see family shit. Yeah. Hold on. Like, Hold on, Derek. Hold oh, on. Wait. Wait a minute. Hold on. What the oh. fuck is that, Nick? Uh, I Nick, saw that. Get too, that bushlight shit out of here. What the Nick, fuck are I saw you that. doing, man? I saw that. Nick, I saw that too. I'm looked over. Nick, what is that? What are you drinking? Break my heart, man. All right. True. The old blue will take away my dues. That shouldn't even be in that. I don't even drink, and that shit shouldn't be in that glass. (laughs) Pour it out. I gotta get some Labatt's blue when I go up to. I gotta go to Nichols soon, so I'm gonna get some Labatt's blue when I go up there. And I'll be drinking that on the podcast, too. All right, so Nick, that's funny. We were just talking about college and life in college. Uh, as you chug down a, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse. It could be a natty ice. Oh, if it was like a natty ice, it's like, oh no, it's been a I, day. I used, Don't worry. I used to get the uh, bush tall boys all the time in college. <laughs> exactly I, right. Like, yo, it's kind of hits. I'm not gonna lie. Oh no, no. Mm. I think my favorite was the key, the Keystone where they had the commercial with Keith Stone and he would like come in with the hat on. I was like, you know what? That makes you want to drink it, but I'm not going to go buy it. Like, nah. <laughs> no, not going to do it. So, sorry to interrupt you, Derek. Keep going. Oh, uh, uh, so, um, but yeah, no, it seems like the family stuff, like, or if like, like I had posted that like I was in I was in South Carolina, uh, North Carolina for three weeks, and I actually had three or four of my my customers like say like message me like oh like sucks man like can't wait to get back and I'm like I don't even know these people like I I know them like I I detail their cars but like I don't you know I'm not texting them on a daily basis and like all these and like it seemed like more people interacted with the fact that I was posting like what I was doing you know outside of detailing and then like say some like tomorrow i'll be out i got i did i did two cars today and tomorrow i gotta do two cars and it's like you know people are like yes he's back and like it's just weird it's like it seems like people like to kind of see that other side besides just the detailing but like i don't know it's 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 like i guess maybe it makes you seem more human like i guess people are more like relatable to them like i don't i don't know it's because because they do stuff outside of the whatever they do it's like and, and you're going to see them when they're not working so it's like they're you're at especially if you're mobile you go to their house and like like i was i do to a one customer and i'm going to see tomorrow they had a fourth of july party and the guy's like hey we got a keg of beer do you want some and they came out and they like cooked for me and the same thing like alex they cooked for me and stuff and i'm just like i'm just the guy cleaning your car man but like i guess once you get to that level it's like but i have i have noticed that like it's that people like that kind of stuff definitely i was told it's good to humanize yourself that's you hit it right on the um hit the nail right on the head dj but Mm -hmm. when i did my social media just like you said i used to mix my dad life and my business on the weekends i would post the family and on the Mm -hmm. week i would post the business but then i realized as i got bigger like there's too much family stuff on my business page so recently i split up the two instagrams but all like you said all my clients would be like oh your kids are cute you're a great dad oh that's cool you how'd you build that arcade? Like they, they would just like do all <laughs> like talk to me about things other than detailing because they watched it and enjoyed watching it. That was a cool arcade though. He saw me the same that picture. I was like, Holy God, it looks good. <laughs> Thanks man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an interesting dilemma, right? 
Like everybody, we can't assume we can't assume that all of our customers never do anything, right? They don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't do this, they don't do that. They they just live these lives of nothing, right? And so we assume that we can't put out what we do as as you're saying, humanize, right? But then you also said, you know, hey, as I began to grow, it just didn't make sense to keep doing the same thing. And listen, I, I've seen the evolution too, right? I mean, you go back and look at stuff that I posted back from a couple of years ago to where I am now. Like we don't post near the same amount of, you know, in depth of what's going on with me as a person, you know, inside the brand. It is an interesting dilemma though, because you're right. Like people latch on to humans. They buy and they purchase things from people they know, like, and trust. So how do we put out things that gets people to, and this is part of the, I guess, part of where the, uh, the kind of like the triggers going off is we just did an episode yesterday with um, Greg and Sean on uh, top of the funnel marketing, right? So when you're trying to build a funnel, build people to get into your business to purchase from you, you have to get them in into your funnel. And that top of the funnel could be all kinds of different things that you put out. Like it could literally be about your kid's arcade, right? It could literally be about anything, but where do you interact that into your personal page or your business page? You don't see General Motors you know, you don't see the CEO posting something about his personal shit on no. the General Motors Facebook feed, right? Like, you don't do that. So it, it is interesting as we're micro small businesses trying to decipher how we put out content. Well, I think part of it is society. Um, nowadays, you can't, people are afraid to say who they voted for, what football team they like, because people get so upset and sensitive about everything so i think you have to tiptoe even more nowadays than you ever had to interesting no i have noticed especially like you said for voting i don't even try to discuss it but when i when you know i've had i had um back before the the last election i had a, one of my customers he's he's i love him he's great like he, he's a hunter he loves me and him talk about you know, my dad i don't hunt but my dad does but he would just stuff he was telling me. And then like, after I would finish, it was a guy that was doing all the construction equipment for, I'd finish doing his vehicles. And then we would talk for like 10 or 15 minutes before I would leave. And like, you just go on. And I would just, I would just agree with him with a lot of stuff and just kind of nod like, yeah, but like. As, as was, I'm I, pressure washing his, yeah. his political bumper <laughs> sticker off his truck. Basically, I mean, he was a nice guy, but he, to this day, like, I still, he's a, I gotta go see him on the, he's got, like, a trailer he wants me to do, but, like, he's, he's a nice guy, he's got, a, I, I ask him questions about his business, and he gives me feedback and stuff about my business, so it's kind of like I learn, we learn from each other, but I try never to bring up anything, but, like, I don't talk about politics, like, it's just, cool, man, like, politics is definitely one to not avoid, but, Kids are something easy to put out. Uh, pets are interesting to put out. Does anybody put out information about their pets? I have when I, I was, my social media was all one. Now that it's separate, I don't, but I used to. Do you put it on your personal page? And then do you have on your personal page, do you have a link, right? Is that a thing? Do you, 
you put content about your own personal and this is where people would say oh i'm building a personal brand like okay you you got a page that you talk about what you do personally do you do you put then a link to your business page in the personal page i i do i say owner of like in my info but i have a link going opposite so what i found in facebook my my business page isn't seen by all my the people that like my page unless i pay so what i do to get around it is i'll share it on my page and then all my friends see it mm. because unless i pay for shawshank detailing no not everyone sees that post but when i share it on my personal page more people see it uh what do you mean by if you pay they want you to, uh, post pay to promote post. it or advertise because if you don't what i have found many many times is i would only say an eighth of the people that like my page see the post if, unless i pay hmm. wow. oh wow that one explains okay. some because I've I've made a couple of posts and only seen like twenty five people see it and then you see how many like people actually like your page and you're like it's over you know hundred something like what what do you mean only twenty five people seen this and then after a while the number will go up but it takes like by then it's been two week two or three weeks and you're like what the hell but then of course they want you to you get that message to boost it immediately and it's like oh claim your twenty dollar credit or whatever I've also noticed with Facebook uh, recently that stories. Like if you share your story, more people tend to see that too. Mm -hmm. um, yes, so what I do I, is I'll make a post from my business and then right when I'm done, I'll go to my Facebook, share it on my personal page and then put it on my personal story. Yeah, what, I, what I've been doing is um, my honestly, my, my Instagram for my business page, I've been slacking on too. I don't, I think the last post was like spring. Um, same thing, I've been slacking with the Facebook page, but I'm, I've, I have like I still I still want to get more busy, but it's been tough to find people that want to work, and um, I've been pretty much at capacity for what I want to do on my own. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I will post stories just because they're really quick and easy. I hate having to think of doing like all the hashtags and shit um, with like regular posts. So I'll, I'll post to my personal Instagram, and it also posts the story to my my personal Facebook, and then I'll just tag my uh, my business Instagram so I get some traffic that way. Thanks to Pints and Polishing Podcast, I finally did my first TikTok. I was never going to get into it, but it, it, was, it was pretty badass because I always wanted to put Chevelle the Red to like a red car that I just make look nice, wet, and like you <laughs> So I finally got to do it for my first TikTok post. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, that's, I, I started a, cool. a business TikTok, but I, I haven't, um, I don't think I've uploaded anything to it. I have a personal it, it, TikTok. It's great because you don't have to find the copyright free music. That takes forever to find a good That's song. That's true, yeah. Free. Um, so that was pretty cool. That you can do a lot more with it. Yeah. So Brandon, thanks for uh, thanks for saying that. In 2020, and I think even in late 2019, we began to put out that TikTok was the the place. And especially in 2020, we pushed hard that people mm -hmm. should put out uh, TikToks. That is when you got. I mean. We had detailers get million views. You know, we we finally hit a video that hit a million views. Um, you know, what does TikTok do for local? I, I mean, you you've got to you've got to hashtag local. You gotta you gotta get people from local over into your TikTok. It's not that you just can put out. And I, this is me just going on a little bit of a 
a rant from people that have sent in messages. Like you can't just put out a TikTok and think that local people are suddenly going to find you because you get, you know, 10,000 views, right? Like there's still work on TikTok to direct it locally. But by far, I think TikTok has been, well, the predominant platform for anybody that wants to get creative and doing videos and putting out the way that we can transform a vehicle. I mean, the, the TikToks that I see are really phenomenal where people will show before and afters. They'll show the, the process. They'll show what they do. And then you go see and they're getting like half a million views. They're getting 100,000 views. They're getting, you know, even at, like I said, 10,000 views. Like there's so much more views that you get. And so simply just that at bat, there's a good chance you get somebody local but then you need to hashtag local. You need to go find local people to get you to follow your page. I mean, there's there's still homework to be done, but I'm glad to hear that you're out there, man. I'm glad to hear that you're on TikTok. But what what was that first video like? What was your experience? The second, uh, I, I've only looked back a few times, but it's my first video. So there wasn't crazy amount of views, but the second I could see that I could use music, and music yeah. that I like and apply it to my work, I, I was I was sold. All right, but you can't. So the music on TikTok's got to stay on TikTok, right? The number one thing. And then the thing that some detailers have done that has been a mistake is they've taken their TikTok and they've shared it over to their Facebook or their Instagram story, right? I uh, did that. How, yeah. Well, so don't. I do shouldn't it, have right? done that then. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why you don't do it is because um, at first it was great and Instagram didn't really think much of it until TikTok blew up. Once Ooh. TikTok blew up, they started going, oh, wait, there's this little TikTok logo at the bottom of my Instagram story and Instagram didn't like that. So it started pushing that further down. You didn't get as many views. So what we started to do, which we recommend is record and edit your videos and then put it out onto the different platforms. You get more views on stories. You get more views on uh, reels. If instead of you just sharing it over from TikTok, you create the video, you edit it, and then you put it out onto each platform. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah I was going to, I noticed that right away when I started doing stuff like um, editing it and like um, I use like InShot. Yeah, that's. Um, I think you sent InShot to me, right? Yeah. InShot's a great app, Brandon. If it's you haven't just, used InShot, try it. It's so like I, I looked at a couple of video editing apps. Like I was using Adobe Rush for a while, but like they want you to pay money for. It. But InShot, I mean, even if you pay just to get the logo off, I think it's like ten bucks one time or like twenty bucks one time, and uh, it's just it's so easy to use. And like you can do four K video, you can do thirty frames, sixty frames. Like it's like they've updated it a lot. There's a lot of free music yeah. in it. And you edit your videos, you export them. The other thing I hate about it is you got to leave your iPhone like on with the screen unlocked and wait for it to finish rendering. But once it's done, you know, it saves your gallery and then you can, I would just share it to Instagram, share it to TikTok, share it to YouTube. And it looks, it looks great. Like I'm like, wow, this is a pretty good app. Like, and, and we've been finding, you know, through, you know, TikTok, you know, as you'll see, Brian, as you go, you, you'll hit some that are a couple hundred views and you'll get some that are a couple hundred thousand. I mean, they, they go back and forth, right? It, we haven't found an exact, you know, science to getting massive views. And I, I don't know if there is, right? Like 
But we have found that as we do what Derek's saying and we go put it onto Reels, it, you know, instead of having that logo from TikTok moved over to Reels, we've seen a, a, a really good increase in our views on Reels from doing it that way instead of just sharing it directly over. And there's no doubt Facebook doesn't like TikTok. So, you know, as you start trying to put people over on the or put videos over on the Facebook, you definitely don't want that TikTok logo. Yeah, I mean, I I just wanted the music portion. That's why I shared it because yeah. that, that's the main cool. reason I jumped over on TikTok. But of, think, of course, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say reels. Um, you can do your own. You can do. They have a lot of a lot of music on there too. Um, the other thing I've seen with it is when you search the song, you got it takes a second for stuff like popular music to pop up, but it, it will pop up eventually. But it takes. But reels is getting pretty good. But have you Mark, found on? Oh, uh, Derek, have you found like so when I'm on my personal page on on doing reels or Facebook or any of those and, and putting in the music, I get the really cool music. Mm-hmm. But if I'm on my business page, I you get, get nothing. Like, yeah, I get the generic, you know, this random ass shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. It's that so, makes sense because I tried that and it looked like copyright free music. Like I didn't see. Yeah, any I think that's what it is. I yeah. I, yeah, I was gonna say, Brandon, I had to switch my. I had a business account with TikTok, and then as soon as I switched it back to a personal account, I got all the good stuff. But before it was like elevator music. It's like, dude, dude, dude. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, what the hell is this? Like, this is like, no one's gonna watch this video. But Marty, I was gonna ask you, like, I did a video of me just watching, uh, like, I, I think a while in the winter, I watched a car or something like that. And it, it got like, you know, 500,000 views on TikTok, but all, a lot of them were from like Turkey. Like, and I had, but I didn't hashtag local. So, uh, and people were liking it. I'm getting like, my phone was blowing up and I'm just like, okay, these are all, this is great, but these are all people from all over the world out here. So I didn't know if there, what have you been, is it the key is doing the hashtag local for all your stuff or whatever okay. your local town and stuff? Yeah, I would say, of course, no matter what you do, whatever platform you're on. You know, you got to interact with people locally and you got to go find people, right? Go find those hashtags that people are posting locally on. You mm-hmm. know, got to search them out. Uh, I, I think in, in any platform, right? Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, any of those more you hashtag local and find even in the state or, you know, something around what your clients are involved with that is definitely the best way to use basically in a sense maximize right you maximize you could put out a video but if it doesn't get hit and let's like you said five hundred thousand. but if it doesn't get hit with anybody locally then multiple people will go oh i just wasted my time and they won't ever go back to the platform well the platform has the ability because we didn't, we didn't have it before, right? Mm-hmm. So with TikTok, we have the availability if we're not using an app like InShot, like you were talking about. TikTok itself has the ability for us as creators to do way more than we could have ever imagined from another platform. The amount of editing, the amount of things that you can do by you know putting in this and then come back and adding a little bit more and then you know, changing up that transition and then putting something in slow motion and putting in something else and then using this filter that I, like, there's so many creative things that we can do to, to show our work. Not only are we artists in the way we detail a car, but then 
we can become artists in the way we tell people the story of detailing a car. And there's no doubt that as any of us began to learn more about marketing and sales, the number one thing that marketers would tell you is you've got to explain, you've got to share, you've got to verbally, you've got to, you know, uh, visually tell the story of what you're doing. Storytelling is way much better in sales and marketing than just saying, hey, here's a 50-50. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it just is. Telling the story of the customer, where they were, the problem you solved for that customer, um, you know, uh, the nastiness that was in, the process of cleaning it, what it turned out like, maybe even showing the customer driving away if the customer don't want to be on the video, you know, but if you get any customer that says, you know, how great it was, anything like that, any little bit of information of showing the story of solving the problem for the customer is going to be way more beneficial. Uh, Brandon from uh, Tim's, listen, at that point, I want to jump over to you. You've gotten into multiple things, not only podcasting, where you definitely get to interview and it tells stories. What have you found on social? What's been working for you? Uh, videos are always huge. Um, you know, TikTok, um, mine's mostly, I do 90% of my hashtags are local stuff. So you only get, you know, between 100 and 500 views. But I mean, it's all local stuff. You know, 500 people see it locally. That's better than to me, you know, a million people seeing it worldwide because what's somebody, like you said, in Turkey going to do for you, <laughs> right? But um, with reels too, if you put it on reels, some of them reels get, and I'm not 100% sure how those work because I use local hashtags on those too. But, you know, some of my reels have got over 100,000 views. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that's all local. I'm not a master on reels by no means, but, you know, that, I mean, that's a lot of people seeing your work. Hmm. Reels has grown, right? I mean, Zuckerberg did do once TikTok started exploding, he came out with Reels. Like, Reels has done very well. And we'll see some that get big, and then we'll see some that get like 10. <laughs> like, yeah. What yeah, the it's, hell? Like, it's weird. how the hell that happened? Yeah. Hey, Marty, a totally off topic, but have you ever seen the Super Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> oh no, Brandon! Oh no! Like, I, don't know, I don't know what the hell you're doing right now, but you like one of those Goombas from the Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so, am I the only one, so, one that's uh, that? No, I listen. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, now that you say it, Brandon. Yeah, a little bit. But that movie. Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw a movie in theaters when it came out, or like, and they re-released it. Or something. I showed, oh, I showed it to my kids the other day. They loved it. They did. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so I'm sitting on my back porch using my phone and some AirPods <laughs> because I think hopefully I hopefully left my uh, uh, Mac, whatever, my little laptop at the warehouse. Right. So when I pinged it, it's at the warehouse. But on my way home, uh-oh. Uh, on my way home, I was driving home and I was pretty close, but I got hit in this monsoon rainstorm. Oh, yeah. And I had the doors off, the top off. I pulled over and I was like, hey, you know, this little bar that I really like is right around the corner. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> what a better way to wait out this rainstorm than to go in and have some drinks. So I go in and have some drinks. I do some work. I edit some stuff. I go into Facebook groups to start chatting with people. I come out. I get home. No laptop no, in my bag. No laptop. So I don't know if I got it stolen or if if I just spaced out and like grabbed my backpack and ran out to the Jeep before. I, I don't know. So hopefully that's, it's there, man. Hopefully it's there. But uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm sitting on my back patio with some AirPods and, a, and an iPhone recording this episode. <laughs> so good thing is, is the episode is not uh, being put out visually. So <laughs> people just fun. can hear. <laughs> yeah. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, compared to Mario Brothers, it's always good. I'm excited <laughs> about that. Yeah. Oh, like, like, <laughs> Brandon, I saw you sipping on something. What are you sipping on? Uh, it's just uh, water, sparkling water. This is strawberry and cucumber. All right, so you turned me on to those, and I had to hop off. I just, I, I can't do caffeine that much. I mean, because I'll drink canned water. There's no caffeine in those. Yeah, there's no caffeine. Uh, they do have yeah. one that has caffeine, but this is they have no caffeine. Yeah. Oh, shit. Murray just lost. Ooh, who's Frank? Damn, he was. I was going to say, Brandon, I, was, I, was, I drank one earlier. They're good. Those are good. That exact flavor, they're good. They are good. Well, hopefully Marty jumps back on because I don't know what happened to him. But so Brandon, guys, how's, how's the call? So the reels are working for you guys. I haven't tried that yet. Uh I mean, as far as the views go, I mean, like, I'll, I mean, I'll look at mine. I, I don't have like crazy numbers, but like, uh, I mean, like some of mine have like you know five thousand, you know, twenty one hundred views. One of them, and they're just the short ones. I mean, honestly, a lot of if you. If, Reels is like their their um their comp their like version of of TikTok essentially. So it's like you know after a video plays, it will scroll to the next one, scroll to the next one, and then the most popular ones will show up. And then you'll even see a lot of TikTok videos as reels, where people upload them as reels on there. So it's it's kind of the same thing. But TikTok seems to be promoting more of like if you if you film it, if you record it and edit it outside of re of reels, and then upload it two two reels and you can upload tiktok later but you have the video on your phone they tend to promote those better the versus that stupid tiktok logo bouncing around your videos and stuff and they will even say it that's something i've noticed only thing with the business page you get stupid songs instead of popular ones oh uh, yeah we were, <laughs> we're, we're <clears throat> it's like i was joking around i was called an elevator music because they all sound yeah. terrible yeah that's about all it is but I mean, I got one of me just filming a, a Raptor truck and it was like 200,000 views. Damn. Yeah. It was, I mean, nothing special. Like 15 seconds of me filming down a, a truck. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how they all promote it and how they work, but because all I used was local hashtags. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never gotten like a message from my reels, but I'll get a lot of views on them, but I'll never get a message from my reels. So like, oh, I saw your video. I get my most, like, people actually, like, messaging me saying, like, oh, I saw your work and I saw this from my posts. Um, 
but either it's a post of a picture or post of a video. I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it, I'm still trying to play around with it, but like, it's mostly just like the one picture will get posted. We'll get a lot of likes, whatever. And then I'll get a picture off of that. Oh, I saw your work, whatever. And I'm like, well, where'd you see my work at? And then they'll usually say, well, I saw your Instagram page or whatever. And then I'm trying to dig in to see if they saw me on reels and saw me on, you know, Instagram TV or did they see me on my posts? Like, I don't know. Have you done good on Instagram TV? I try to like do some longer videos on that and I've got like five views. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, like I, like Marty was talking about like InShot, like I actually have like a Adobe Premiere that I do a lot, I edit a lot of my videos on. I used to do video editing, but that's what I went to school for. So to me, I, I love just doing it and like, you know, editing a whole, like a whole 10 minute long video. Um, I mean, like, I think one of my videos has like 150 views or something like that. But I mean, I've, I've looked at like some of the more popular YouTube channel, uh, Instagram channels where I have like, you know, 20,000 views or whatever. But like, I don't know if it's just because they have so many more um, subscribe, uh, you know, followers that they get more uh, stuff on there. But I don't know. I don't know. People like them. Like, uh, I think uh, I get a lot of likes on them, but I, I seem to get more traction on the actual, you know, one minute posts than I do on the Instagram TV videos. Or I actually get more traction on YouTube if I post them on YouTube. I can never get a foothold on YouTube. Kind of gave up on that. Yeah, YouTube's kind of a lot of work. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would imagine, though, <clears throat> I think Google bought YouTube. So, if that's linked to your business web, your business uh, email, mm. I wonder if that would help your analytics at all. I know you if, can, if you do, um, if you have AdWords, um, Google AdWords hooked up and you have a YouTube channel and you hook that up to the all, that lets you like pair all of them together. You can, you can actually uh, post like uh, do an advertisement for the Google, the YouTube video and like if you pay, you know obviously you know how much you pay you can get a ton of views like i i did one where i advertised like a uh, hundred dollar like watch and wax when i watch and watch and play whatever and uh within like a, a night i got like you know two thousand views just off of the video but like I, I paid for it so like that yeah so that's the only thing i have noticed it's like you can if once you get out of what's hooked up and you get your youtube channel up you can kind of get them all together and then advertise from there oh okay that makes sense all right i uh <laughs> my what the fuck? E you're just outside <laughs> i i know i'm still outside that was on oh. my other phone this phone died so i was trying to hop over to that phone oh. you know it is what it is you know like <laughs> My night of uh, of continually figuring out new ways of uh, getting on this episode are continuing. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, that's just what we do. Throughout most of the day, most of us put out fires. That's what we do, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, so that's, that's, that's something like two, two things. Um, somebody posted in one of the groups about answering your phone. Right. Like basically when a potential client is calling you to you know, like initiates con first contact with you. Right. Um, so he brought up, it's a great topic. I like uh, it's brought up from time to time. I enjoy it. Um, but I'm thinking like, how the fuck do people like, I, I get, I get like requests on my website. Um, I have like a contact me page. 
I get I, messages on Facebook. Alex, give me a little bit more info. What are you talking about when people send you messages on your phone? What you, give me a little bit more. So, so somebody uh, posted about it, like answering your phone when when potential clients call, right? Um, Normal business I, hours, after hours, just in general. Okay. Um, basically, like how how much how much how much is a call worth to your business? Um, like how much you're potentially losing if if you don't answer the phone. Um, and it's an interesting topic because in the same groups, I see so many people asking, "Hey, what what insurance should I like? Like, what insurance company should I go with? This and that, like." Dude, you're you're a grown you're a grown person that wants to to work for yourself and start a business. My first thought when when I, like I started with ins- with insurance, like when I when I started doing this full time, first thing I did was get insurance. Um, like after my LLC and everything, but I I called an insurance broker. So I feel like so many people like just want to go to Facebook and ask questions on Facebook that they really need to talk to their attorney about or they need to talk to an insurance agent about it's just part of life. Like you need to call, you need to make phone calls. So I I wonder like, how do these people, like, how do they produce enough work? Cause like, they're clearly not interested in in having a conversation with somebody on the phone. It just, I blows my mind. Like, I think people are, are scared of the truth. Sometimes it's like, you try to avoid it where you don't want to call someone and find out that, oh, I, I want this dream. I want to start my own detail business, but I don't want to pay $150 a month or $120 a month for insurance. Yeah. I'm, so I'm not going to call nobody. I'm just going to go on Facebook and I'm going to find the answer that I, that I want. Not the answer, yep. that, that, not, not the right answer, but the yeah. answer that I, that I want. They're like, oh, I, I want, yeah, he's going to wait. He's going to wait for someone to tell him, oh, you don't need insurance. You don't need that. You can pay, you can pay 50 bucks a month and you'll be good to go. It's like, and then he's going to, you know, go out, start his business, get something happening. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap, like I fucked up this guy's car. What am I going to do? Yeah. And that my, and my thing with insurance, like this, this topic wasn't necessarily like directly about insurance, but my, my, I, I in, like insurance for me, not only protects me, but it protects my client because like I, I had a windshield on a Mercedes cracked. I don't, I don't know how, how it happened, but it wasn't cracked when I started. It was cracked when I finished. It was a thousand bucks. I, I paid for it out of pocket. I didn't want, I didn't want to put the claim in. Um, but if I, if I were to do something that was a $4,000 fix, like, yeah, I can cover it, but I don't, I don't want to take that hit on my business account. I sure as hell don't want to take that hit on my personal account. Um, and I, but I want their vehicle to be repaired as soon as possible. So like insurance just makes sense. Um, and even like, I, th- I have 2 million general liability um, garage keepers, and then mm-hmm. I have I have some marinas that are that are on my policy as well as additional insured, and it's cheap. It's I think I pay eighty bucks, um, eighty bucks a month, and I think it was like fifty something or six sixty two maybe without the marinas. Um, so I, I don't really see why people don't have insurance. Do the mar- do the do the specific marinas like do they require that you have it? Do they have you have to show them? Yeah, yeah, but most of them want want to see the certificate with with their actual name on it. Oh wow! Um, yeah, just in case there's any like like damage to the to their property, um, or if you damage a boat, then you know I can't come back on them at all. 
Are all the boat are all the boats out of the water, or are you doing or are you doing them like where they're just sitting? I it, it depends. Like I'll do topside stuff in a, in a slip. Um, depending on the boat, if if it's a if it's a yacht, I mean, if we're talking like 50, 60 feet, um, I'll do one. I'll do one side from the dock, and then I'll do the other from an inflatable uh, an inflatable dock. Just because it's the money's worth it, and the the yeah. hull is so tall and wide and wide, um, and it's a lot easier than having them haul haul Woo. out. But if it, if it's like if it's like a thirty six foot, thirty foot, um, and they want stuff done to the hull, I, I have them haul it out. God damn! I've done a couple of boats, but never nothing ever that big. That is I, like just Dude, seeing... boat, boat. Sometimes I like I I have one. I have a weekly boat. It's it's a thirty two foot boat. Um, I charge them $10 a foot for just a wash and I can go there by myself. I can be done in two, three hours and it's 300, 320 bucks a week guaranteed. <laughs> so like, sometimes, like I'll do that and then I'll do like a trash car on Saturday. And I'm like, why, <laughs> why am I even doing this? <laughs> it's like, I have a, I have a couple of marinas that are close to me and um, I think I had my shirt on when I went fishing with my dad one time and somebody had saw, saw me. Have you had a lot of guys? Um, do you wet sand a lot of boats, or do you are you just cutting? Yeah. You're just cutting and buffing them, or because I that no, was the I, first I thing the guy asked me. Sanding. Okay, yeah, that was the first. That was the first thing the guy asked me when I we were there. Like, like they like I I polished and I did my dad's boat when he first got it, and I coated I coated my dad's boat when he, uh, I didn't charge it. It was my, it was my dad. Like, I'm not gonna charge him. I did the dad's boat, and we had pulled it up out of the, out of the, the we went fishing. We pulled it up out, and this guy just standing there like, oh, my God, your boat looks so good. And I was like, oh, my son's a detail, and he points. And I'm wearing my shirt. I go, oh, crap. And the guy's like, <laughs> he starts asking about, you know, wet sanding, you know, the boat. And I was, I was like, no. I was like, sorry, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never wet sanded. I've done cars, but I've never done gel coat. Like, is it, how much different is it than doing, like, cars? I heard it's easier because it's thicker. Yeah, so it's it's thicker and it's harder. Like you can you can really go to town um, with wet sanding gel coat. Like you don't, it's like you don't have to worry about burning paint or anything like that. Okay. Um, this, yeah. This this guy's boat was bad. Like it was like like chalky as shit. And I was just like, yeah, Bro, yeah. So, you, so like when you cut through that, you'll you'll you can physically see that that it's gone. And then I'll usually do like like an IPA wipe. Cause that'll like, that'll immediately, sometimes you, you think you have it all. Like, like say you're working on a blue hull mm-hmm. um, and like, it'll, it'll look blue. It'll look great. But then once you hit it with an IPA wipe, you'll, you'll see the, the, the haze come back from the oxidization. Mm. Um, yeah. So a lot of times if you like, if you just compound, like it, it'll look great, you'll polish, it'll look it great. You'll wax it. It'll look great. And then the oxidization comes back really fast. Damn. Sounds sort of like a Tesla. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, you saw him, Nick. You saw him, Nick. You ain't wrong, man. You ain't wrong. You guys, you got, you got to protect them pretty quick. If you if you don't, if you don't have one, you you got to protect them pretty quick because yeah, I, they want to drive fast. Well, but hey, so at least new- least at least you got chips and you're able to ship out cars. Uh, we're hearing we're hearing from dealerships a lot of people thought uh september was going to be a big release uh multiple dealerships that we've talked to thought they were going to get a lot of good cars coming into september and then now they're going well 
might be October, but we're really thinking the ball's going to drop maybe in the spring. Oh. And every time we talk to people, they go, listen, it's, it's bad, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. Every week, so, I, the, the manager at Porsche tells me, Marty, he goes, oh, you know, playing on six cars, I think they're coming in in, in like a week. I hear that every week. <laughs> they haven't come yet, but, you know, playing on those six cars. <laughs> yeah. So it just, we'd like to constantly bring it up just so everybody understands, maybe because that is the first funnel in a sense of the overall industry is cars have to come through dealerships. So it's, it's always nice to know before we as detailers will ever see them, it's got to pass through a dealership. So what is it looking like overall for the industry? Where are cars? Are they going to come? Of course, we all know used cars are just gigantically growing through, but where are we at and new cars coming into the market? There's no, there's really is from most manufacturers, except like Nick has said, Nick Tesla. at Tesla says that they have computer chips. We don't know of any other manufacturer that is letting people know that they have enough chips to put cars out. And then some dealerships are only getting an allotment of five to 10 cars a month. So it's just a good information to always keep packing in to understand where you go and how your customers are going to react to where we're at in the overall car market industry. Brandon from Tim's, uh, what are you seeing out there in South Carolina? Uh, I rode by, was it, I think it's like a Dodge Jeep and they, maybe a Mazda. There might've been 20 cars on the lot. Like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's getting rough. So I don't know what that means for us, if we're actually more valuable or less valuable, but I mean, because mm. if people's keeping cars longer, then we probably should be more valuable and, and yeah. you know, offer some kind of maintenance program or service or something to, you know, keep those cars up, you know, up to standard for customers. That's exactly right. You know, hey, sir, ma'am, you know, you're not going to see another car for a couple of years, probably. So it's not the right time. Even if you're going to buy a car, it's probably not the right time to buy a car. Let us keep your car because if you bought it a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, it's a great car, right? Like it's going to be a great car for another two to three years. Let us maintain it looking brand new for you. No reason to go buy a new car. Let us maintain it and keep it looking brand new for you. I like that idea, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, that's I me. Mean, that's what I try to do. I try to get everybody on a like a I call it my mobile members because I didn't know what else to call it. But um, you know, I have a program that I try to get everybody on, and that way I have income coming in every month. You know, it comes in when I like the first of the month or end of the month, whatever. And you know, that people always have a clean car. So, you know, so what it, like a bi weekly or a once a month kind of deal. Yeah, Jeez. what's a mobile member to you? Yeah, explain that out a little bit more. Uh, so like I said, we do I offer do like a bi-weekly or a you know once a month deal. Um we'll do one, like one full detail at the beginning and then one six months from there. And then we can do what we call, you know, our I call them mini details or maintenance details. 
in between that every time. And then I, you know, I offer a little bit of a discount for signing up. And, you know, and if, I, if the car needs something extra done to it, you know, I can do that while I'm there. And I try to look for any kind of shortcuts that I can come up with to kind of help me out with the maintenance too. Like I always, anytime on the first detail, I throw a Uno on it. That way, because smart thinking, it, it helps me out, you know. It helps you out when you come back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's as I grew my maintenance business, I would always put a sealant, right? Because that was before coatings. I would put a sealant. I would just eat it, right? Eat the time, eat everything that went involved with it, because I knew that later I'll make up time in my maintenance process of cleaning that car. Uh, I. I think it's it's really is amazing the technology of way we've grown into ceramics and being able to have a product that you can put on in 30 to 45 minutes that protects for a year and you can continue to come back and maintain it. And it is the easiest way to clean a car. I, I love that you mentioned that. I mean, I, I don't know of a better way to clean a car than having a ceramic coating on it and regularly cleaning it every week throwing a little bit of maintenance product on it to continue that uh, uh, ease of cleaning. And I, I think you're right, man. I, I, it is the process for the way I see um, business going and the best way for people to clean and maintain cars. I, I love, I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, I did a, a Honda CRV. I see it every two weeks. Uh, it took me 30 minutes to do today by myself. All right, so 30 minutes, what'd you charge? Uh, like 75 a month. Woo! Yeah, or like every time. I would say basically every time I come out, like $75, so. Wow. That's, that's really good. Yeah. I got to I gotta say, I got to do two, um, the two I have to do tomorrow. Um, I kind of took your advice, Brandon and Marty, and I, like the, I have two customers where I coded their cars a while ago, and now I just, I go back and do maintenance on them. Um, and about seventy dollars for me to go out, and I just wash back in the interiors, and then, and like I said, both the cars are they drive them once in a while, so Sunday drivers kind of thing. So they don't really like it's just me vacuuming around the floor mats, really. And then I, I'm thinking it's like maybe forty minutes or something. I'm done, and then I'm done, and I leave. And it's yeah. like, oh wow, and then, yeah, I love it. It's it's crazy. Brandon from Shawshank, uh, what do you do? do you, are you able to, to maintain cars or it's just you're mostly working with the dealership or, you know, the different plates that you have, uh, which this is what we love about the community, right? We love about the car care industry. There's so many different avenues to go about it. Do you also do maintenance? How do you run your business? I've always uh, maintained my customers' cars, but now since the past i think i started doing coatings like 2017 uh some of the clients that i saw once a month after i coat their cars i see them once or twice a year um they just because i i give them the information hey you know you can go through a touchless wash it does help it get off there's a spray you could use i used to give uh, it wasn't green clean at the time, but I used to give something like green clean with my coatings. Hey, you can quickly wipe your coating off of this. So my maintenance has been less. Right, so now, that, now that I'm Brandon, getting this year, it, it actually- Brandon, hold on. Let me interrupt you, right? I, and I, I, I greatly apologize for interrupting your, your moment of just rolling with it. But you mentioned 2017, right? 
Yeah. So we're 2021. Can everybody remember what the predominant theme of 16, 17, 18, 19? It was always, right? The coding companies had such a massive push in the industry. That's what they fed everybody. Just code it and go. Just code it and go. Put this on it and go. It never had anything to do with growing a business long-term and maintaining those customers on a regular basis. It was just, hey, coding and go. So what you saw, and that's what you were doing, is code and go, here's some stuff, maybe apply it. Now you're seeing the need for maintenance? Is that what I'm hearing? No, what I was going to say is I did give them this. It's just my maintenance decreased with the coatings. I still have most of those clients, um, but I might see them once or twice a year as opposed to once a month. So I well, still Okay, all right. Them. But that's, yeah, yeah that's the same theory, right? Like, uh, just let me put this long-term coating on and I won't see you again for a long time. Yes, but I, so in your podcasts, and I, I think I asked, during one of the pub nights everyone's saying they've had issues with their coatings after a year i haven't experienced that um these cars i'm seeing five years later are still doing great so because I, you're maintaining them I, yeah even if i do it once or twice a year that's still doing great so i i don't yeah. I, I i don't my customers are still having a good experience i guess is the best way to put it yeah, yeah. brandon i was i was gonna say i when uh, I think they had said that, I was like, I, I have a customer where I put um, uh, when when it was when it was called CC one hundred five, but it was you know Trey, uh, I put on it. It's been three years, and I saw the car last year, and uh, same thing. It was like looked like I had done it yesterday, and I was just like, holy crap! But I have been maintaining the car. I don't see it. I see it once every you know three or four months. But the guy he does park in the garage, so it's not outside, but like it's still acting like it was you know, the first week I did it and it was like, I was like, okay, well, so I, honestly, I think it really depends on how, you know, if you're maintaining it, like you're saying, Brandon, or if the customer, how the customer is using it. But, you know, I mean, I had a, I had a lady with a Jeep who was taking it off road and like destroying it in the, in the brush and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, if you're not maintaining it, it's going to be terrible after a while. But, um, I hear what you're saying. I had a pretty good experience of like doing a three year and then seeing it every month. I was, it was good. And with what you were asking too, Marty, um, I have one client I've had for a long time. He's still one of my best clients. And uh, he used to call me, I'd be there twice a month. He wants his cars perfect. So I would be there to fix any little scratch, any little touch up, polish everything out. He would even look under the car, the paint that goes all the way under, like he wants it perfect. So I would be there, he'd pay me plenty of Holy money to paint it. I'd be there all the time. But then the other issue you have by doing that all the time, especially paint correction, I would tell him, listen, I can only buff this car so many times. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's when I got him into the coating because I, I told him, you know, Mr. Customer, we, we're doing this all the time. You always want your car perfect and you're always upset that it's not. And I continue to take more and more clear coat off. I think the best way to do it is this time when I get it perfect, we seal it. Yep. And and he's asked me many times, I don't know how you're making money. He says, Brandon, I, you, you code it and you're not here all the time. Like how are you making money? Um, and he's coded five of his cars now. So he's a very happy customer. I just don't see him as often. So I don't, I'm not making as much. Unfortunately, I just broaden to more customers. 
Mm. That's interesting he would say that. How are you making more money just by coding the car? He's right. Off him alone, I made way more money going there twice a month, easily. Uh, but now I'm just, my customers have broadened. I have much more customers. I can balance the dealership. I can balance this. I can balance that. And uh, it, I made less money off him alone, but I was able to create more business at the same time. I get it. Uh, I think that's on you though, right? Like you understood where you needed to go in business and how you needed to create more business. I, yeah, I just saw, like you said, I saw the technology, I saw the way the industry was going and I, I wanted to be the first in this area doing it. And I was, mm -hmm. um, there was another guy who's been around 20 something years, great guy. He was doing it. But other than that, there was no mobile guys doing it. I had to fight Ooh. to get certified by a company. And, right. No, uh, no, no. What I was saying is, is you immediately sought out other avenues, right? If you would have waited, let's just, let's go down this avenue, right? Because there's plenty of other people that went down this avenue, alternative to you, right? They might've started in a similar situation. Oh, I got a spot. I can, I got this territory. I can start adding on this coatings. Oh, this company's gonna put out some marketing. Okay, I got a couple of phone calls. I'm getting some people that come in. Great. I'm gonna put on this coding. I'm not gonna see them for another year. I might lose or two years. I might lose some revenue from them, but it's okay because I'm putting on this really awesome coding. And then they never sought out alternative forms of business, right? That's not you. You sought out alternative forms of business. You got other ways that you're growing. Some people stayed in that same mode and never saw customers coming back for a year, two years, three years. You sought out alternative forms of business. And that's what I find is interesting. Why did you go in? Because here's Brandon, here's the thing is, some people would look and say, you shouldn't be working with the poor dealership but yet you do. So why did you seek out alternative forms of business, AKA the Porsche and other ways that you make money? Cause I want to grow uh, my long-term goal is to have a team of guys doing different things. I want a team of yeah. guys that know how to do dealerships. I want a team of guys that knows how to go to someone's house and, you know, I wanted to grow, even though it's stressing me out and stretch me as thin as I can. I basically am doing three different forms of business so I can expand by bringing people on. So I have the volume to support paying somebody to come on. And that's what I'm trying to accomplish. I like it. I like it. Brandon from Tim's, what have you found? Because you're a multi-diverse guy also. What, what are we talking about? I'm sorry, I kind of zoned out for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late well, here. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, I think that the theory of the question is instead of sticking with one exact way of making money, right? If we dumb down the question in a sense, uh, the way Brandon from Shawshank and how he got started and how many others get started is okay, if I put on this code in, okay, I'm going to put on this coating. It's going to work and it's going to last three, five, seven. We hope that it lasts this lifetime, right? And I'm going to make this large amount of money up front. 
But overall, what Brandon from Shawshank said is per customer, I actually lost money overall if I didn't regularly maintain it. And, and so I, I was just kind of asking the question, what have you found in your situation? Do you find it better to, you know, regularly maintain or put out a coating and not see them again for a long time? Yeah, no, I try to maintain every, everybody. Cause like I said, if, even when I do a coating, I say, Hey, well, you know, to maintain this coating, get on this membership program and we'll make sure it stays, you know, up to par every month and you know, make sure it, it lasts that whole cycle and hopefully it'll last over. I, I mean, right, now, now here's, here's the rub though, Brandon, right? Here's the rub <clears throat> between Brandon from Shawshank and Brandon from Tim's. Brandon from Tim's began to build a team to help service and maintain, but then it's hard to keep a team. Brandon, as you and I have talked, you know, and, and team member issues, there's the rub, right? How, how do you grow? I think this might be a question that a lot of people struggle with. If I don't want to hit people over the head and try and get this big ticket price up front, overall, the long-term revenue for my business, the best way that I can run my business is to maintain that customer. I'll make more money off of them long-term if I maintain them weekly or bi-weekly, even if, right? I still, if I do a maintenance detail and if it's a new customer and my guy's going to maintain it on the weekends, we still put on coatings, right? I mean, I, I'm going to put on a coating. That's the best, that's the best form of protection for a customer. But the rub becomes how does somebody build a team build a business off of maintenance because we know that long-term it will make the most for our business, but then the struggle is the team members. So walk us through some of the struggles because we don't like, right? I mean, here at the podcast, like, especially at the pub, like, we don't like just hunky-dory stories. You can go to any fucking Instagram, Facebook group, and it's always hunky-dory stories about how this coding has made them a ton of money. Let's take long-term. We know that if we don't maintain that customer's vehicle long-term, the business itself won't make as much money. So walk us through some of that rub. What is it that you're dealing with locally with bringing on people or people coming in or out that has been a struggle for maintenance? I mean, I just had, this Monday, had a, a, one of my girls quit on me just out of the blue, you know, just Monday morning, like, got you know enough scheduled for for two teams you know and monday morning she just sends me a text at 6 30 hey <laughs> i'm not gonna not gonna be there you know i'm like what the fuck <laughs> it, was, it wasn't was it one of the girls that got sick or no no well it is one of the ones that she the one that hurt her back but she just i don't know what's going on with her but anyways oh, but, man you know and then i had you know two other guys that i was training up to put on a team and they uh you know, I kind of felt like they got to where they could kind of go out on their own a little bit. So I would send them ahead of me and let them get started on a job. You know, I'd show up like an hour later or whatever. And like, you know, when I started sending them out on their own, it's like they just couldn't do it. You know, even if I gave them a flow sheet and everything and like, I got them, what the hell have y'all been doing? You know? <laughs> and so it's, you know, it, you just, I think you just got to keep, keep trying. I mean, that's all you can do. 
until you find the until you find the right ones. So what have you been doing to try and find the right? I mean, walk us through your journey. What have you been trying to do? Um, you know, the the two girls, my, you know, the one that just they was with me for <clears throat> they've been with me for like two years now, and then they were a great team. Um, so then I brought in another person that uh, was working with me, and she is and. I seem like I only get girls that work with me that, <laughs> that last, but, um, <clears throat> you know, she was, she's phenomenal. Uh, she's been with me for like two months now. So then I put, you know, those two on a team and then I'm working by myself. So, and, you know, they're, they seem to be, you know, bonding very, very good together and working good and doing, still doing good work. How do you try and find your people? Um, mostly, you know, put out like a Facebook ad or, you know, call somebody, hey, you want a job? <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, a lot of, you got some luck from Facebook. Mostly I put up something in local community groups. Just put a, you know, ad out saying that I'm hiring. Uh, so Brandon from Shawshank, I want to come back, right? So if, if you're going to see that there's more value in the maintenance and you know putting on a coating and maintaining it for that customer long term walk us through you know ask some questions chop it up what struggles do you have you know where does it add i think uh, alex would be a great one like how do we how do we bring somebody in what does that look like is it feasible is it even possible the big struggles I'm having, um, you know, I is the time it's taken to find to legally hire people on. But not only that, talking to some people, there's guys at the dealership making 18 bucks an hour have no idea what they're doing. They're burning wheels with acid, uh, oh, Porsche God. wheels, like the craziness. And they they don't think 18 is enough. They're asking me how much I would pay it. Um, I think that's going to be an issue. I don't even know if I can hire someone if it's going to be 18 bucks an hour to have someone even remotely useful. Um, that's crazy. I don't know. I would have to hike my prices pretty damn high. 18, 18 an hour, they better be self-sufficient. Like, yeah. I better be able to put them in my truck and say, hey, I need you to go take care of this. And like, that's, yeah. Yeah, these are people that I, I talk to and they have no idea what they're doing. They're asking me to train them. They're making 18 bucks an hour. So how do I compete with that? That's I'm, crazy. I'm, I might go, I might go work there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some some days I, I might actually fucking some some days like you might as well just go. Uh, it's a lot less stress, right? It's a lot less stress than you 18 bucks an hour. I mean, that's, yeah, after taxes, what do you have? 15 bucks an hour? That's yeah, I can't live on that. I, I left the job making a lot more than that. But I think um, you gotta find somebody too that's like like I wouldn't go after detailers. No, you know, no. somebody that just is a good worker and a good person. Yeah, so I'm finding find, that out. Find somebody that's and... a good person. That's that's where do I find those? I mean, you just gotta yeah. find somebody that gives a shit mostly. Yeah. I, had a, I, I found I, that out because I've even had I've had people that I've been helping start their business and um, you know of course you can't tell them what time to be there and stuff but contract them out and then help train them so it was like a win-win for both of us and they didn't even they stayed to learn how to vacuum and then took off so and then 
they call me all the time. Hey, how do I do this? Hey, how do I do this? Well, that's why I wanted to train you. I was trying to help you too. And you kind of just failed. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I had, a, I had a really fucking weird guy call me today about a job. Um, he actually, we just had a detailed garage open up like in town and I stopped in. What the fuck did I buy? I don't remember what I bought. I need to like spray spray bottle or something stupid. I broke one. Um, and I went in and I was, and I was talking to them because they, they used to do like vinyl wraps and all this shit. And then that same company became a detail garage and stopped doing a lot of that. So we were just talking about like how business was going, like how COVID affected us. And I like mentioned that I was, I was like having a hell of a time trying people that want to work and they were having the same issue trying to find someone for their retail location. Um, and they asked me for some business cards because a lot of people go in and they ask about like local detailers and shit. And they mm -hmm. gave somebody they gave somebody my number today. And the like I don't even know the conversation was just like bizarre. That was really really weird. Um, what they say? Well, so he's like, I'm I'm looking to to get into detailing, um, but I couldn't tell like if you like wanted to be an employee. I was in the middle of working, so I'm like trying to like listen to him and like also rush him off the phone so I can get back to work. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, I don't know. He's really weird. And he, was, he like kept telling me his first and last name. And he's like, Oh, you can look up such and such environmental. You can see that I'm a, I'm a real person. Uh, oh, you, he's can trying to get a job. you can call Jen at detail garage. I'm sure she'll tell you I'm not a weirdo. And I want to be like, dude, you sound a lot like a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's, like, he's like, he's like, um, where, where are you located? Um, so I'm like, I, I have a shop in Warwick, but I, most of my work is mobile. Um, and he's like, oh, he's like, are you, are you at the shop now? Like I'm, I'm free. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm actually on a mobile job. And he's like, oh, where are you? So I told him the town I was in and he's like, oh, what's the address there? I'm like, dude, I'm like, you know, I, I may, you know, I can check with my client and see if they're okay with you stopping by if you're interested in a job, which I wasn't going to do. Yeah. Um, like, like, um, I, the client I was with today was like kind of a high profile client. I would never like invite somebody over. Um, yeah. But it was, it was a weird interaction. And then I told him I'd do that. And then he texted me like a half hour later, plan, like plans change. I'll meet you at your shop in the morning. What time? And I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm not going to be there in the morning. Like, I, so I, I kind of want to fucking meet him there and be like, dude, like, what is going through your head right now? What are you looking for? But he's, he, he kept saying, like, oh, there, there's a reason I want to meet with you today. There's a reason I want to meet with you today. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, what oh, is the reason? reason? The yeah. reason is so that he can sign off in his unemployment, maybe? I don't know. Maybe, don't do maybe it. man. Don't I'll, I'll, fucking, don't I'll do report it. a motherfucker for that. Like, I ain't no snitch. But I'm tired of I'm tired of feeding these fucking people. Yeah. Like, oh, it gets old, man. Heard no, I was, at the, I was at the boxing gym. I was at the boxing gym and I was listening to this dude fucking talk about how he has six kids. All he does is drinks and smokes pot, which is nothing wrong with that. If you're buying it yourself and I'm not fucking paying for it. Um, and like he work, he does like handyman work and construction, but he'll only work if it's worth his while. And that was my trigger. I, I was like, I, I was, cause I was like eavesdropping on the conversation. I, I looked at, I was like, dude, worth your fucking while. Like I go to work every fucking day. I pay taxes. Like, they don't take taxes from me. I actually have to write a fucking check and pay Uncle Sam for you to do this shit. And you're sitting here bragging about being, a, like, a loser. And, like, so, like, that's one thing I will I will snitch on somebody for. If they, so if they apply for a job. 
What's that? No, go ahead. He wants to. Yeah, so because like right now, if, if somebody applies for a job and you turn and you you give them the job, you offer them the job, and then they don't show up, like you can report them, because um, a lot of people are doing that. They just want to get, they just want proof that they inquired about um, the job. Yeah, so for unemployment. 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 Yeah. So one of the theories that I heard recently, which is is interesting, right? Um, from dealerships and then from some other people too, uh, is that there's going to be this massive shakeup February, March. No and it's going to, right? Like this industry, not industry in detailing, just industry overall, the overall economy, there's going to be this massive shakeup. And one theory is basically comes out of what you're just saying. Listen, so many people are used to February, March getting what? What is it that everybody the gets? Refund. There you go. The tax return. But if they They're haven't worked, it. then they don't get a refund. So there's Thanks. this theory that They're a gonna massive... Well, hold on. It's not. It, we're, we're not thinking of them. We're thinking of industry. So industry-wise... There's not as much money coming into the system because people won't get a refund because they didn't work. So because they didn't work, I mean, we don't really care if they owe or pay or what. It's not anything to us. We care about if they're going to be able to put money into the system. And there's a big theory right now that the overall car market, not only is it struggling with all the chips and everything like that, but then there's a theory that the overall industry in a sense will take a hit because people won't be getting refunds. And normally when they get refunds, they go fluctuate money into the system. So I just throwing that out there is it's a theory that we're hearing, not that it's going to happen. We don't know. We're not economists. We can't predict the future. We can only listen, hear, talk that's why we do the community pub that's why we have open communication that's why we like to have different theories and and people be able to talk about what they're seeing or what they're hearing is so that then as business owners we can take the information and maybe go forward with the way we see our business continuing but there's no doubt this theory that throughout february march of next year 2022 that there'll be an economic shakeup I think so. Well, yeah, I guarantee. So, Brandon, you know, with your kids, you know, you get a pretty good refund with children. Um, and, you know, we use that towards the house, stuff like that every year. Uh, now that we're getting that money all of a sudden per kid, I doubt we're getting that refund at the end of the year for the kids either. Yeah, no, I deferred mine. You, so, till that yeah. to the end of the year. Yeah, so I so I heard, I heard I heard that they were giving like three hundred per kid per month or something, right? Yeah, but that yeah. goes to your end of the year uh, refund for your kids. So you could have okay. deferred it to the end of the year or take it now. Oh, so they're they're basically like like advancing. That. So they were trying to oh. make it out. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it's like an advance. But they were trying to make it out like, oh, we're gonna give you three hundred dollars per kid, but they're not telling you it's like an advance on that. Yeah. Okay. So that that makes more sense to me because when they first <laughs> said that, they were like. To help to help recover, help families recover from COVID. I'm thinking my first thought was like, 
I mean, I'm kind of, I'm, I guess I'm biased because I don't have kids, but like fucking, yeah, the, the price of milk went up fucking 80 cents. The price of eggs went up a little bit. Overall, the fucking, like the, the increases in pricing during COVID were not insane. Um, a lot of people got a lot of extra money with, with the, with the um, unemployment. Yeah. But what, I, what I'm seeing, the people that I'm seeing that need the fucking money are the local businesses, restaurants and shit like that, especially because they're, they're fucking around here. They're reducing their hours. They're reducing the days a week that they're open because they cannot get employees. And the, and they want to they want to give money to families like that's great if families need it. But they, they need to fucking help these businesses stay open that are fucking closing left and right still. Yeah. You know how much Robux and Fortnite dollars and Nike shoes an eight-year-old needs, man? Uh, <laughs> Fortnite bucks. I forgot gotta get, about Gotta get those. their fucking Fortnite skins. Like I can skins. God. No doubt. Yeah, I guess, I guess if they're stuck at home, they need their fucking shit. They need their, their games, man. Definitely. All right. Interesting conversation. I really enjoyed that, guys. I really did. But I think it's time, Darren. I think it's time for Brandon from Tim's to ask his tab out question because tonight he's the drunk guy at the end of the bar with the <laughs> random question. He's been tossing it back. I've been watching nonstop. He's been taking <laughs> shots. He's drunk as can be. Maybe. I don't know. Doing pretty well there, Brandon. Yeah, I, I agree. You, you've been doing well. But what is your tab out question of the night? All right. So you're washing a customer's RV. Nature calls with a number two. You got to go right then. Are you going in their bathroom or the wash bucket outside? What are you doing? Uh, can I go options? Okay. The question is, you're cleaning an RV, yep. right? It's a full-scale RV. Uh, $120,000 RV. Nice RV. Nice RV. They've got, <laughs> they've got full access to a really, really nice place to sit down, right? They've, they've probably already cleaned out their system inside. So, you know, no issues. You're going to get a nice, good release. No problem. <laughs> Or have they cleaned it out? Is there running water? If you take that shit, is it going to flush? I don't know. There's some of those that don't flush if they don't have water. So that'll be interesting. If you take that shit, will it go down? I don't know. This is part of your dilemma. <laughs> so am I going in and taking that shit? Or like Brandon said, am I using a wash bucket? But then you got, oh, gosh, I got to clean this out. I got my shit in there. What do I do? Or, Brandon, can I throw in number three, a third option? I may or may not have abused this in the past. Okay, let me just oh. go ahead and say, I'm oh. voting number three. I'm voting number three, and I'm going to find a tree around the corner. Because if I'm cleaning an RV, I'm kind of out in a little bit of nowhere. Nobody's really looking at me like, should I just take my microfiber towels and that tree around the oh. corner? I'm going, I'm going number three because I'm not risking taking a shit in an RV because oh. I, I don't I don't know if it's got water. Then I don't want that shit leaving there. And then I don't know if I'm gonna have that shit sitting in their system and then it it smells it up. So I 
I personally am going option number three. I'm finding a shithole with the tree around the corner and using some microfiber towels. That's me. All right, Brandon from Shawshank, what's up? Wherever you are, there's a McDonald's within five miles, man. Just go to the nearest McDonald's. <laughs> but you just soap down the vehicle. All right, you got to wash it. I mean, you you got to go, though, man. You can't go five so here's, minutes. Here's, here's the thing. If you're going to go behind the tree anyway, like I've, I've shit in the woods plenty of times, right? Like I'm, I was an avid hiker for a long time. Um, I'm going to opt to shit in the bucket in the van, in the comfort of my van. And then I'll dump it. I'll fucking dig a. I'll dig a cat hole and dump it in the cat hole from there. But <laughs> you throw a little bit of water in there. Fucking throw a little fucking air air scent. Spray it like spritz it like a fucking. What do they call that shit? Um, like they have the little spray bottles with like the potpourri. 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 Yeah. yeah oh, so you're Potpourri. I keep toilet paper in the truck anyway for for this like. There you go. So Alex. Unless it's is a bad client. Two. If the client's a dickhead, I'm gonna shit in the bucket. I'm just gonna leave the bucket somewhere. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I think someone did that to DJ before. No! 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 The way he reacted. <laughs> it, was, it, it, it was you. Like, God. I told, uh, I think I told Brandon and Marty, but like, if I think first off, I'm going to ask. Hey, is, is the system working here? And if they say yes, I'm I'm using the RV toilet. But if not, I, I have ran to a quick check or a uh, McDonald's before, walked in, not bought anything, ran and used the bathroom and ran out. Like, you know, if I had to. Uh, I was gonna say Frank is just listening. So he's not gonna be on, but he said he would use a wash bucket with a waffle leaf towel. Specifically, <laughs> specifically the wheel bucket towel. Uh, that's all my window says that. Fucking wheel. I'm, I'm using my wheel wheelie to wipe. No! Oh no! That's no. like. Tell me that's not the perfect fucking angle for that. Yeah. You have the angled ones. Yeah, the angle. Yeah. Uh, like, but if it's got out. some. If it's got some tire and wheel cleaner on it. And Alex, I have. I have had an emergency, and I have I have gone the woods and used leaves. So I've I've definitely done that before. So I know <laughs> it can't be done. I found a good log, got my some leaves patched up, and I was good to go. I was like, "What do you do?" I keep I keep like, I have I keep toilet paper, pa like regular paper towels. I got dude wipes in my van. I've seen the dude wipes. Yeah, my buddy, yeah. we got them now. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. I'm really All right. anal about anal uh, <laughs> So Brandon from Shawshank, what'd you end up what did you end up voting for? What are you doing? I would go to a store or a McDonald's. I mean, I, I'm, we're in a we're in a house with one bathroom here. There's five of us. I grew up, I'm, I'm I grew up like that. It, you know? Yeah. I, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I grew up in one house. Uh, I've walked in a few family members, so I know what you mean. You hold that for for a while. <laughs> All right, Brandon from Tim's. Ask the question. What are you doing? I'm prob probably gonna. I'm gonna risk it. You know, the air conditioner's <laughs> on in there. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna risk it. You just gotta be quick. You can't you can't be scrolling through TikTok. So. <laughs> I was, you know it's funny i was gonna fucking say if i go in the rv i'm leaving my phone in the truck because i will i'll be there for 45 minutes 
<laughs> I, so I, I was a carpenter for a long time and I was working in these people's house and they were home there in the morning and I was fucking I was I was just waiting for them to leave I had to go so bad and they left and they were going out for the day so I'm like all right fucking coast is clear I'll go as soon as they walk out the door and I like I hear the car pull away and I'll have plenty of time like no chance of coming back I oh, fucking no. sit down as soon as I start going I hear the fucking door open and they they yelled for me because they need they fucking were gonna they needed to ask me a question and I'm sitting in the fucking toilet. It was like that's like that's my that's like worst nightmare. That that would happen to me. Public bathrooms. I don't do public bathrooms. If I if I do like if I have to really go like to the point my quality of life is suffering, I'll finally <laughs> I'll finally give it and go. And I can go to the, to an empty bathroom with nobody around. And as soon as I sit down, sure as shit, some guy's gonna come in. Next, to the fucking stall next to me and he's gonna fucking grunt or some shit oh, every, oh. every time every time let's start talking to you what a day they're like no yeah, no yeah. no sir sir sorry now it's weird they like they like <laughs> tap their foot under the stall like into my stall yeah. like, I don't know. it's weird it's like they like tap to let you know they're there like no no sir not right now i'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a meeting like i don't need on time for this so, like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't bring my knee pads i'm not prepared no! for this <laughs> I didn't bring my pants. If he goes, if he goes, he goes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Like, <laughs> you got my bag. Bathrooms are you guys going into? Like, some rough, <laughs> some of those, those rough truck style toilets, man. <laughs> what about Nick? Nick, what has been cooking with Nick like as you're trying to hit that mute button? I, no. I see you there struggling. No. I think you're going to have to go to Instagram for this one a little bit late. Uh, this was honestly the best meal I think I've made for myself in a couple of years. I made patty oh, melts tonight. Yeah. I made patty melts tonight. Dude, I have no words. I have absolutely no words. Can this we see was- some photos or videos? Go to Instagram. It's on my Instagram, oh, bro. Hold on. I got to check this out right now. All right. All right, Nick. Where do we go on Instagram to see cooking with Nick? All right. You're going to go to it's underscore grooms. That is I-T-S underscore G-R-O-O-M-S. That is my Instagram handle. Please go watch my story. I've tagged you, Marty, at Hunch and Polish and Podcast. Um, you can see what I made. I posted it there. That's like good, I said, Nick. melts. By far right. the best patty melt I've had in a while. Regardless, oh, oh, Nick, hold on. It's good. Nick, hold on. Damn. Before you before you go into your answer, sure. Uh, we need to know what kind of knife you use. Uh, Alex brought out a pretty badass knife a second that ago. Was I mean, big I, ass I, knife. Yeah, it was a big <laughs> ass knife. I mean, no, bigger than it, that. It's Nick like, bigger than that. Yeah, I mean that's cute. It's cute. <laughs> Something from some knife maker in Japan. I got this for my birthday from my grandfather, who is absolutely insane about knives. He got this for me. He surprised me with it. Four hundred dollar knife. I don't know Listen. what brand it is or, or what guy made it, but it's it's made by some some dude, some single dude in japan somewhere and shipped here so it was custom ordered it was made for me and shipped here so 
Listen, I, I think it. I think it's got to be a great knife. I mean, whether it's a single dude in Japan, that's a little scary. But uh, yeah, a little bit. But but the idea that you put it back. I mean, I think what I love about that you cherish the knife so much is you showed it, but then you put it right back into its little covering. You clicked it and you put it right back down. Right, like that shows the value of that knife. That's that's cool. It does look like a good knife. Alex was using the knife a second ago. You've probably seen, I think a lot of us have seen it. There's a, a really cool Instagram video going around where there's a guy that, you know, showing like this, like outside, like showing cutting this knife with this raw, like this is a badass blade. And it is, it's a badass blade. I mean, I, I don't know a whole lot about knives either. Um, but, you know, I just, Alex had a really cool knife. So we were just trying to, curious what knife you use. Alex, I, 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 I mean, Instagram knife versus somebody in japan making a knife listen i'm going with i'm going with the dude in japan making a knife you know like uh getting it from a grandpa i i don't know that's that's a good story nick that's that's really badass so what are Thank you doing you, man. man are you taking man. a shit in the rv or, you or, bet, or... dude you bet <laughs> i'm risking it for the biscuit i'm gonna prioritize my comfort here if it is a i have to go now there's no option. I can't go to McDonald's. That's five minutes down the road. I can't make it to the tree. I can't walk. I'm risking it for the biscuit. I'm going in yep. there, and you know what? If they don't have water, I'm going to fill a five-gallon bucket and pour it down that toilet, and hopefully everything works out. But It's, a cold, it's a cold red. A cold brown. Exactly. 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 <laughs> if I'm in a situation like that, there's only one option I have, and that's personally, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go in a wash bucket where every time I wash the car in the future, I'm gonna know. <laughs> you know what? I shot in that bucket. <laughs> it's it no, it's 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 just not worth it for me. Never have if I have a chance to clean it out, you'll just know. Like mm -hmm. there is a dedicated place to do that on the vehicle I'm working on, water or not. There's a dedicated place to do that. A wash bucket is not a dedicated place to do that. A toilet in an RV, that's a dedicated place to do that. I, I, probably, I, probably, I probably have 35 Gatorade bottles full of piss in my van right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, piss is Why would you tell It's like, uh, I don't know if you guys watch Trailer Park Boys. It's like that where the, dad, the dad's got all the jugs. Yes, full of, yes. Full of piss. Hey, you just throw them in the trees. Like, if you do shit in the bucket, though, just don't clean it out with the pressure washer. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 no, look, 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 look. If you come in the bucket, what are you going to do with the I'm bucket? Sorry. Okay, say, say you're in an area where you cannot dispose of said bucket. Do you want to take that bucket with you in your van all the way home? Well, no, no, I do not want to deal with that. Nick, I got I got a story. If they have French drains, you can just mash it down the French drain. Waffle stomp that thing, dude. Waffle stomp that right down the drain of that shower. Oh, waffle stomp. The shower, the shower is the worst because you're bare. Like if you're in the shower and you got to poop, you're barefoot. You got to mash it like the fucking potato mash. The great part, Jason. Oh my god. You they got an RV barefoot. What's wrong with you? Here's an oh interesting question. 
Hey, can the this. EPA fine you for mashing poop down a French drain? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You gotta go. <laughs> no, no, oh no. shit! Oh, that's no. funny. Listen, I'm, I was talking. I was talking to this fucking absolutely gorgeous girl, right? And I asked her what she was up to the other day, and she said oh, just no. chilling. She said just chilling. So I call her, right? And as soon as I try to call her, she like bitch buttons me, hangs up, and she she responds, "I meant pooping." LOL. So she she she'd probably fit in on this conversation. <laughs> oh no! I didn't think pretty girls pooped, honestly. Once a day. Once a day. That's it. Just one time. <laughs> oh my god! I, I gotta reconsider eating ass now. Definitely. Definitely need to reconsider that. <laughs> good question brandon from tams good question right fun fun dialogue thanks so much for asking that was that was a good one this is a good one Definitely. i like this question i'm not gonna lie yeah uh thanks everybody for hopping on brandon from shawshank and brandon from tams thanks for both of your times uh thanks for hopping on Derek from DJD, really appreciate that. Uh, Alex, always love uh, hopping on, and thanks for showing us your knife earlier. Uh, It is almost (laughs) as good as Nick's knife. Nick, nicely done. Trumping the knife with a, I got this from a guy in Japan. So (laughs) nicely done, nicely done. Hey, Frank, man, thanks for listening in. Next time, if you want to jump into the conversation, we'd love to have you. So Appreciate everybody in your inner, inner dialogue and uh, anybody that uh, sees the video later. We always love the feedback. So thanks so much for everybody hopping in, guys. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. All right. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Hey, guys. Yeah. Have a good night, guys. See ya. Hey, Mark. Much <sighs> for listening to that episode. And if you got any value out of it, hey, go share it. Go let people know what you heard on the Pints of Polishing podcast. And listen, if you want to leave us a review, we would love that. You know, five star, one star. Hey, whatever you think we deserve, if you would leave us a review, greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much for being a part of community. Thank you.